Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 7pm Café Podcasts. Today's episode is a little throwback. Let me explain. In spring 2017, I was in college getting my BA in theater. I was doing a minor in film and television studies. For my minor, I was doing an advanced film class that required a thesis project. So I decided to do a documentary interviewing Latino artists. I interview around 15 Latino artists. So today is a throwback to one of those interviews. I was lucky enough to know and meet this Puerto Rican band, Busca Buya, two very talented and super nice couple from Puerto Rico, Raquel and Luis. I contacted them and Raquel agreed to do an interview for the thesis project. Fast forward to this year, 2021, I contacted Raquel and I asked her if it was okay for me to use this interview for the podcast. And she said yes. So here I am sharing with you an interview with Raquel Berrio from Buscabulla, interview recorded in 2017. Enjoy. difference in culture between Puerto Rico and New York. Pretty big, very big uh, difference. Let's start with New York because I'm here now. I think, you know, New York is such a like richly diverse cultural city. It's so mixed, so cosmopolitan. And there's a little bit of everything here. It's New York can almost be the place that you want it to be depending on like what you want to do. You know, if you want to just hang out with the musicians all the time, you can live within sort of the music world in New York. If you want to be, if you just want to be like super New Yorican Boricua, you can just hang out with all the New Yorican Boricuas. But then if you just want to hang out with people from the financial district, you can live in that world. So the interesting thing about New York culturally is that there's so many people and there's so many people doing different things that it's almost like you, it can almost be the place that you want it to be culturally because you can choose because there's a lot of everything. So you can sort of insert yourself into any type of community that you want. In Puerto Rico, by contrast, it's a very different experience. It's an island, it's small. You know, the day-to-day -day experience is very communal. You probably run into somebody you know every day, um, which is very different from New York City. You could, you could be here for months and not run into anybody on the street. And you know, there's just a warmth in Puerto Rico that exists, a communal, sort of happy, um, relaxed vibe about Puerto Rico culturally. And I guess the fact that it's not that culturally diverse also makes everybody sort of know each other and everybody sort of speaks to each other and everybody lives in community. And in New York, it's very different. In New York, it's you almost have to like find your community or find your clan and yeah and it can be a little bit impersonal so but at the same time it's like the best in new york you kind of have the best of both worlds you have it's like everything is available to you and at the same time you can be the loneliest person in the world and in puerto rico the options of the things that you want to do are limited but you're always going to have friends family and community close to you so i think that's how i would describe it talk to us about the struggles of being latino in the arts the criticism, stereotype, and how you deal with it. 
I think that there's something very interesting about being Latino and making art. And it's that most of the time, people feel that the art that you make needs to be Latino. Which is funny because it's American people can make art on whatever subject that they want, or European people or Germans. But it's it's funny that when you're Latino, like you have to like you have to make Latino art or it's something that looks Latino. And and I was thinking about that the other day because I like that I like to include Latino influences because that's who I am and I can't just sort of I can't deny that that exists. But I did feel though that it's unfair because when somebody says if you're Latino and your music needs to sound Latino or your art needs to be Latino, it's really coming from a preconceived notion of what Latino is. And that is really the problem. It's not so much that people want you to be Latino. It's more of the preconceived notions of what Latino is. And then the thing is is that automatically if you think of Latino, people automatically think of Carmen Miranda or like bananas or tropical fruit or you know they or they will mix sort of something Spanish with something Mexican like there's never like a clear idea of what that is the biggest challenge for a Latino artist is to make innovative things that still have to do it still has to do very much with their experience but shatter those preconceived notions that people that don't really know that much about the culture need to be informed you know there's not one one thing that defines what is being latino so much of the work that we do is about sort of showing that latino can be this and that and this you might not ever heard of the kind of latino art that we're bringing forward and i think that that's to me the biggest struggle i'm sure and i'm sure it is for like everybody have you had a defining moment as a band that makes you feel like you made it when i make it is when i will be able to live fully off of what i do you know but then would that bring a set of challenges i think making it is such a weird word but to me up to now to the level that we've gotten to i would say that in a way we are making it you know it it automatically feels that you know we just went to la and we played a sold out show in front of 700 people i mean to me that i don't know if it's like the pinnacle of what i want to achieve but it means in a way that like all the work put into is sort of that people are listening and that they're wanting to pay attention automatically when you feel that that already makes you feel like yeah i guess i'm making it if making it means i'm speaking to people and my message is coming across and people are showing up so i think that when things like that happen i think like oh maybe i have made it even though it's still a struggle and it's still a hustle to do what we do you know but It's still very it satisfies me a lot when things like that happen but there's still so much more to do. What identity means to you? Identity to me is being your most unique true self and really finding that which can take a while. You know, identity means that you have to really really cut through all the I don't want to swear but you have to cut through all of these preconceived notions and all of these things that sort of society your parents everybody's telling you and I feel that you have to really look deep inside and really find what is your most original unique self I think that is what your identity is your identity is where you're from where you grew up what your parents the influence of your parents your friends the people you grew up in um and 
still the community where you are at your present moment, you know, and it, but it's definitely your most unique true self. And some people never find that. Some people don't really put in the work to say, this is who I am, you know, some people do. And I think that those are the, the people that have the most unique identities, you know, when they really say, this is my most original true self. There's nobody like me in the world. I would, I would define it that way. So what advice would you give a young person or someone looking into I would say two things. One thing is, again, you really have to find your unique, original voice. And and it's going to be scary because you're not really going to have a reference because who you are is who you are and there's no other person. If you try to be something that you're not or you try to imitate something else, you're not going to have anything new to show the world. As an artist, you really have to find what is your unique story, your unique vision, and you have to be very, very honest. If you're not honest, it'll show. You have to really put your heart into it. The second thing that I would say is you have to, you have to work really, really hard and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something that's that you have you you're doing it because you love it. So even though it's hard, a voice inside of you is going to tell you to not stop. And the only thing that should drive you is the love of it and not fame or money or acceptance from other people. It really needs to be based on your love of art and your love of showing people that unique voice. That would be my my advice. Can you tell us how Busca Buya was formed? It's a funny story. Busca Buya was formed here in New York. At the time when I met Luis, who is my life partner and also the half of the band, when I met him, I had a girl band with my Puerto Rican friends called Enteta. <laughs> and we played these crazy sort of folk, like punk songs about being single in the city and like sort of our crazy single lives <laughs> while we were in the city with not a lot of money and trying to make it. And Luis came to a party and we were singing like Lady Gaga songs in Spanish. <laughs> And I guess he saw me playing and he was like, oh, like we started a conversation. We were looking for a drummer for the band and Luis happened to be a drummer. And then we just ended up kind of like collaborating with the band that I had been and then we started meeting and then eventually I had a lot of demos and stuff that I had been working on my own and I showed them to Luis and Luis thought that they were great and Luis mind you is a real musician as I say he studied music in Puerto Rico he's been in bands since he's been a teenager we started to work on music with no expectation at all that it would become a band that would tour and ended up being what it was and we slowly started making songs like we started with a cover a salsa cover then we put out an original song and a video and then one day we heard of this contest that was going on and we applied to it and we ended up winning this contest it was a contest where if you won you would get a, a four song ep produced by dev hines who has a project called blood orange and he's been pretty popular here in new york and we ended ended up getting this four song EP produced by him. Our EP got picked up by a French um, record label and then we put it out in October of 2014. And ever since we put out that EP, it's all sort of taken off. That's our story. <laughs> so how will you explain what Busca Buya means to a non-Spanish speaker? <laughs> I always say it means troublemaker or rabble rouser. I always say this is like Puerto Rican street slang. 
you know, this is like, Mira, pero un bucabulla. And I just say, you know, it means, it can mean different things in different parts of Latin America. Like, not everybody understands, like, they know what busca means and bulla, but they don't always understand it under the context of what that means in Puerto Rico. And I think what's cool is that it's a very sort of Puerto Rican word, but there's something sort of playful about the word too. It's not like a super bad word, like a bad word. It, it all, it's almost like, you little troublemaker, you. <laughs> and, and then that's what it means, you know, and it could be good too, because in Mexico, bulla means like cheer and upheaval. If you're like trying to find that, it's cool. That's where it comes from. How do you guys work on your music, the lyrics and the vibes and everything to become what you are now? I lay the initial ideas or the concepts of the songs. I either write a song in the keys or I I do, I sample records and I make loops and I sort of make like the base of the song with like initial lyrics. And then I sort of go to Luis and then we both sort of start producing and arranging the music together. And together we've really sort of developed this sound that is based sort of on all the things that we love. Like a combination of his musical taste and my musical taste. Luis is a multi-instrumentalist, so he plays most of the instruments. He's played drums and bass and uh, guitar on the tracks. And yeah, and it's a really fun back and forth process. You know, there's it's a really interesting thing to make music with another person. Some people make music as a band. Some people make music by themselves. But as a couple, it's interesting because we sometimes we fight a lot but we believe that that tension is what brings something interesting. That there's always this, we don't always get along. There's always, we're always sort of debating, like this should sound like this, we, I should say this. Or Luis is like, you shouldn't say that, that doesn't sound good, you know? And he's always like, he's sort of that person that I'm saying, this is the idea that I have. And he can really judge that idea and say, I don't think that that's cool. I don't think that's not gonna sound good. So that's kind of the way that we sort of make music and develop it. Um, yeah. I see that you have like a personal style. It's always been like that. If personal style means just like twisting my hair in a bun and like wearing a huge t-shirt, yes, that's always been sort of my style. <laughs> It's a very easy style. Yes, I think ever since I was a teenager, I there's something that I really loved about, you know, styling myself. I love sort of thrift. I love going to thrift shops. I love like finding vintage pieces. I don't like to, I hate going shopping. I don't really like it, but I really like working with things that are hand-me-downs or things that are vintage. And then I like, I don't know, I guess I have the style where I like to be comfortable and I like to be loose and, but at the same time, like, I like to like, you know, I like to look good, you know, but I, I want to, I want it to seem effortless and relaxed at the same time. Would you consider Buscabuya to be a mix of Puerto Rico and New York culture? Yes, Buscabulla is exactly that. It's the perfect mixture of Puerto Rico and New York. And I think that those two worlds colliding is what sort of makes that tension, as I talked about earlier. That's really what makes our sound be our sound because it lives in the two worlds. It's like we might go to Brooklyn and see a band, like an indie band, and we're so inspired by this band that is from New York and does all these things, but then we're like, well, maybe we're inspired. Let's try and do something on that vibe. But then we're like, let's add salsa elements to it or let's add something that's more Caribbean to it. And then the way that I sing, I always like to really sort of sing in a way as I talk Spanish in Puerto Rico. I don't, I don't like to pronounce my words too correctly because I 
feel that that's not really the way that I talk. You know, I like to I like to sing the way that I talk, and I like to use the mannerisms and the sort of the, the colloquial sort of way of talking and the words that you use when you're talking to your friends. You know, so but then there's always there's also sort of an elegance that we want to bring too that's sort of found in the city. You know, like an elegance that is that you maybe you don't find sort of in Puerto Rico. Like there's a it's a complete like mixture of the two. What are your our plans are to start working on our full-length album, which would be our first. So we hope to start working on that after the summer. And hopefully, if you know, if the universe wants to, we could hopefully record it in Puerto Rico, which is sort of what we really want to do. But we have to see how it works out. But those are our plans. Put out an album as soon as possible. Brutal. As I mentioned in the intro of this episode, this interview was recorded in 2017. I'm happy to report that Buscabuya released their first album last year, 2020, titled Regresa, which they recorded in Puerto Rico. A couple months after I interviewed them, moved back to Puerto Rico and started to record the album that they released last year, 2020. If you go on YouTube, you can listen to the album and see their amazing music videos with beautiful visuals from the island. They have done a lot. They did the NPR music Tiny Desk from the island, which is the addition Tiny Desk from home. Check that video on YouTube. They did a section for the Rolling Stones Mexico. Check that video too. I give it to them for being creative on how to be active in the middle of a pandemic. They were brave enough to release their first album in 2020. They inspire me. Raquel and Luis are not only talented and very creative people, but super nice people and very humble. To close this episode, let me tell you how I met them. In December 2014, I was volunteering for the Loisaida Center. They had this event that was ending with a music presentation, and the music was Buscabuya. Fast forward, doing the interview in 2017. At the end of 2017, I moved out of New York to California for a year. In April 2018, they come to LA for the weekend of Coachella. They play in Coachella 2018 weekend. Before the Coachella weekend, they had a show in LA in the LA region. Fast forward summer 2019, I'm back in New York. They're still living in Puerto Rico. Raquel founded Prima, P-R-I-M-A, a nonprofit organization that helps independent artists. They do an event in summer 2019 in New York and showcase independent artists. They didn't perform, but Raquel and Luis were there in the event. I believe that was the last time I saw them in 2019. Then 2020 happened, and sadly, the pandemic canceled their tour. They had a scheduled tour for the album. I'm hopeful that in the near future, life event happen again, and they'll get to do the tour. That was my moment on memory lane. I genuinely love their music. They're very creative and very active. I love their energy of the band. I have to thank Raquel for letting me share this interview with you. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Go buy their album, check their music, check their videos, go follow them on Instagram at Buscabuya and follow us on Instagram at the 7pm Cafe Podcast. The 7pm Cafe Podcast. Come back for more episodes and more interviews. And thank you for listening. Thank you.